What happens when water is exposed to EMF or wireless radiation? Here's something you may not know. Water is conscious and it responds vibrationally to whatever it is exposed to. At Omnia we've done an experiment where we froze and photographed three samples of water. Water which was not exposed to EMF radiation, the baseline, looked like this. Water which was exposed to an EMF field, a 5G radiation field in fact, looked like this. And water which was exposed to EMF that is balanced by the Omnia radiation balancer looked like this. See the difference? Remember, your body is 70% water. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Just a reminder, if you want to come hang out with us at our conference in May, May 22nd through the 25th in Grafton, Illinois, tickets are still available at journeytotruthcon.com. It's right around the corner. Uh, if you can't make it, live stream tickets are also available and day passes will be available as of April 1st if you're just only looking to come for a few days. So we're really looking forward to seeing you guys out there. We're really excited and we hope you can make it. Uh, Journey to Truth. Oh, sorry. Uh, Hopewell Farm CBD. Uh, we have the promo code is back to Journey to Truth 10. That gets you 10% off all their products. So if you're looking for a new CBD to try, highly recommend it. That link is below as well. Without further ado, we are joined once again by Carrie Cassidy. She was with us. Man, I, oh, I never remember to look up the episode number. Do you remember, Aaron? It was uh, about... Mm. A year or two ago, um, 50 something, I want to say 50 something. Okay, so it was a while ago, yeah. So, Carrie joined us a while ago, it's been a long time, a lot has happened since then. And it was three years ago, I do remember. Three, that. Wow, <laughs> three yeah. years ago, three years ago, <laughs> time flies, time flies. So, uh, we're really excited to talk to talk with Carrie again. Uh, she has an Egypt trip coming up that Aaron is going to be going on with her, so that's really cool. They'll be hanging out for a couple weeks there. But right now, we're going to talk about some of the crazy happenings that are taking place around the globe right now, including the financial, quote, crisis that we're in right now. Might be engineered, might be manufactured. Uh, we're going to get Carrie's thoughts on that. So welcome to the show, Carrie. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you back. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what is your opinion right now? This financial collapse, obviously, we've this has been kind of imminent. Everyone's been waiting for this. It's been predicted by numerous people. A lot of people think it's like the manufactured crisis. So people panic, pull their money and like really crash the economy so they can usher in the digital currency. Um, but this could also be like a white hat operation as well. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I actually think that this is a dark hat operation at the moment to to actually challenge the white hats and their QFS that they want to roll out, but they've been, uh, let's say, slow to do so. And because their agenda involves taking down the dark side, the new world order, 
deep state, call it what you will. And in a certain sense, they can't, I don't think they can finally accomplish that until Trump is back in office or he's still in office because of COG, but unless he comes forward. So that's the big kind of coup de gras as far as I'm concerned. And uh, what looks like it's happening right now is that with the attacks across the United States now, last week and, you know, the week before, I mean, it started with the balloons. So these are invasionary tactics, attacks on the United States, on the surface, you know, um, various places. Ohio uh, obviously was a predominant one, but there's been lots of t- train derailments, all kinds of craziness going on. And even for the past year, food processing plants, things like that, interrupting the um, distribution network or aiming to do so or starting to do so. So I think that what's happened is that with the sort of, you could say with the white hat agenda looming over their heads, they are now jumpstarting their digital um, global reset. And I think this was the first shot across the bow. They, they obviously rescued, uh, you know, the um, SVB bank. But uh, there's no guarantee that other banks that go down will also be rescued. I think that people should keep that in mind. I also think that what they're doing in part is to wrap the smaller fish up into the bigger whales. And so that even if you looked at the trends right now in the financial world, a lot of people are shifting out of regional banks as we speak and into the bigger banks So I think that's intentional. I think that's what they want to see happen. And I think in part because they need to uh, consolidate before they actually wheel out their digital, you know, currency, digital uh, agenda. So I I really think that this is is made to put pressure on the White Hats. Now, I could have that completely wrong. God knows um, the white hats have been acting like the black hats and the black hats have been acting like the white hats. So it's like crazy making really, but Mm -hmm. this is kind of what I've figured out um, and talking to uh, financial experts and so on who more or less are agreeing with me. Um, There are certain signposts that, that tell us that this is happening. And again, the shift. Now, there's also a very interesting shift that's happening as we speak or was earlier this morning, which is a lot of people are moving into crypto as a sort of a shield against the takedown of the banks, any further instability there. And I don't think that this current patch, so to speak, on the economy or on the banks that they're crediting Biden <laughs> with to make him look like some kind of hero when he's anything but. Right. As a fact, he's not even a person. Uh, right. You know, yeah. that's very he's not, true. He's not the Biden person they think he is. Um, he's just actors and 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 so on. Uh, so we're really looking at them. I think in the last few weeks. Again, with these attacks, with the balloons, with everything that's going on, escalation. Now, on top of it, there's a war scenario going on in which we are, first of all, we're bankrupt. So don't tell me how we're sending billions to to Ukraine. Sure. (laughs) Because that's a, a mystery in and of itself. But nonetheless, we are. 
And so, uh, or supposedly are. And, you know, I mean, if you look at the whole situation with currency in general, the whole thing, the banking thing has been a scam. And you go back to the Jekyll Island book and you look at, you know, I even put some stuff on my Telegram about that recently. Right. They explain how the banks don't own any money themselves. It's all they they're lent money. Oh, and they, they lend yeah. you money and they make it's money. All lend, lend it's all a Ponzi scheme. It's a giant, make money a giant off Ponzi of scheme. Money. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, end of the day, the other thing they have been doing is this quantitative easing that's been going on for years, even since 2008, when the banks are also going to go down back then. So they basically are pumping money into the system. Then I I, I did it uh, an earlier show today. I likened it to a, a running horse. So the horse is running and that's all the money that they're pumping into the system. And then they take a rope and that's the interest rate. And they try to rein in the very thing they created by by raising interest rates, which is insanity itself. And right. even Trump said that in a, in a recent statement. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm going with it. And then Trump also said, um, I put this on my tele- telegram earlier, I guess yesterday, he made a statement yesterday, basically saying, repeating what he'd said a few years prior, which was that if Biden was elected, we would go into a depression worse than 1929, a crash and so on. So that statement was, he reiterated that statement yesterday, which blew my mind and then on top of it they put he put on the channel uh, on telegram was this statement that he made uh, a couple years ago when biden was um forced into office let's say uh with the fake uh ccp backing and and mi6 and so on so this the digital steel so it's this is going on this is what's happening now Think about the Illuminati being, they know clearly the agenda of the White Hats, which is to take them down and to take the system that they built down. If you know that's about to happen to you, you know, it's really a race between two different financial systems, between two systems altogether. And so the White Hat operation is tactically even saying so publicly that they're going to take them down and they're going to destroy their system. And that involves things like market crashes. But it, it sadly, it seems to also include some kind of prolonged, very uncomfortable situation for most of the United States, if not the rest of the world, right. since we're all connected. So um, I, I don't personally think that's a great way to go. I, I think you can build, you know, you can bring in the new without you know, destroying the old completely, especially when it's like a ship you're all riding on. Yeah. Well, there's uh, a, there's the exactly advisable. Right. And I mean, there's the belief that it has to collapse in order for us to usher something new, because like they say, you can't fix something that was designed broken in the first place. Well, you're not using the same elements, so it doesn't matter. You know, if you just look at, look at life in general, you know, you don't kill off the parents when the baby comes, you know, 
right. the the baby grows and you know in the midst at a certain point reaches a certain you know goes through puberty or whatever and then gets to come as of age and then replaces the old guys but the old guys are still there you can't kill them all mm-hmm. um and so the fact of the matter if you want to look at systems in a little more natural way i don't think that taking down again if the foundation of what we ride on without really destroying lives. And I don't think that you're going to get voters out of the the destruction. For some reason, the White Hats seem to think if they take down the system, destroy it all, they're going to get votes out of that. Um, Maybe they're going to put all the blame on Biden and that's the way they want it to look. But anyone who kind of has half a brain and, and if Trump even comes out at some point, you know, this is going, this whole story is going to out. Okay. The cog, the continuity of government, the fact that we were invaded by the CCP and the takedown of the digital, you know, uh, takedown of the election and, and all of this, this is going to come out. Okay. Whether it comes out sooner or later. Right. So even the, the the non-awake people will learn the real story. The question is whether you know, look at your situation. Are you going to thank the White Hats for destroying your world, taking away your money, starving you to death, maybe killing you and your friends and family in the process? Okay, in order to to bring in a new system? I mean, you know, the cost may be too high. That's And maybe that's just the wrong way to do it. But be that as it may, you know, we're, we, we've got them, they're working in the resistance, they're working to, you know, they want to save lives, apparently, you know, they want to rescue us, humanity from these dark straits that we've been in for thousands of years. Um, but again, one has to also look at the foundation of the, in a sense, the earth is a ship, we're riding on a ship, if you destroy the foundations of the ship, the ship could sink altogether, or it could certainly, a lot of people could go overboard, so to speak, like the Titanic or whatever. All I'm saying is that we have to examine what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the dark side. We're dealing with dark um, entities, you know, behind the dark side. And we live together on this planet. You, you can't, First of all, you can't kill them all. You can't put them all in Gitmo. <laughs> There's not room, um, you know. And they're not. They're probably not going to leave anytime soon. And I know there are a lot of, you know, what I call white lighters that like to say, "Oh, you know, the reptilians have left the planet and all right. this nonsense." Yeah, uh, I believe that for a second. Um, so, I mean, there's also the, you know, we always, we know like the world they've created for us, the reality that they hand us is an illusion. Ultimately, like what's going on behind the scenes is completely different than what they tell us, the propaganda and their narrative. So, I mean, we can analyze this based on the information that we're given, but there's a whole other layer that's going on of this war that we just don't see that we really don't know. That's why I find it very interesting um, you've talked to so many whistleblowers over the year and you you have, you know, you have some inside knowledge, I guess you can say, on what is happening behind the scenes and how much of this taking place right now. 
is actually re uh, related to off-world operations and the ET presence here on the planet. And I kind of want to get into some of your thoughts on that. I know you've talked to Mark Richards a lot, and he has some information about what's happening. So, Sure. Uh, well, I'm, I actually posted on my Telegram, I think it was last night. I was working late at night, so everything kind of merges together. I'm not sure the timing, but I was ranting about the COVID. And um, so it's there if you want to go to it and, and see what I had to say. But I do that from time to time. I just start writing on Telegram <laughs> my yeah. thoughts. A lot of time it happens around three o'clock in the morning. So um, basically, the idea here is that bottom line, Earth is and has been invaded by a number of ET species, okay, off-world species. And some of those species are controlled by what we call off-planet AI. And this is a whole story that obviously is being submerged, that's being, you know, uh, covered up and kept away from the public. But the reason I have a special access to the story is through all the whistleblowers over 18 years of interviewing some on the record and some off the record. And I continue to gather evidence really every single day of my life. And it all hangs together, like my understanding, my through line, my thesis, if you will, of what is happening, why it's happening, and how it's happening. So the bottom line is that we are invaded by, first of all, the Draco reptilian gray contingent. And they are run, we have now found out, by an artificial intelligence that even has taken over other galaxies besides ours. So it is incoming here. And it's, you know, it's emissaries, if you will, are the Draco, Reptilian, and Greys. And the Greys in particular are, are quite insidious. That It's not all Grey races. There's tons of Grey races. So understand that. But the certain negative graces, as they're called, are ones that have come in that are in, in many ways, they're actually run totally and completely by AI. And they take orders from the highest bidder is what Mark Richards used to say, which means whoever is the highest bidder at the time. It could be it could even be the Palladians. It could be the Anunnaki. It could be, you know, the beings from Aldebaran. They will the greys will serve whoever orders them around basically well so plfs the program life forms so they well, have an that's a division of the grays not all grays are programmable right. life forms but you could right. call in the sense that they're run by ai you could call but then you'd have to call draco that and reptilians that and i'm not so sure we're ready to do that yet but it's possible it's it's a phrase you know it's a it's a deep right. state um secret space programs phrase but it is there are literally what i think of the programmable life forms is the ones we created because we created um our secret space program the air force and and the secret space program has created our our own type grays okay that even look like their grays you know what i'm saying so you depends what you're dealing with uh but nonetheless they all are working on the dark side to carry out a certain basic invasion of planet earth a takeover a changing of our atmosphere so this is where the climate change nonsense comes in terraforming the, uh, yeah. fukushima bringing in 
failed power plants that bring more radiation into the environment, more meth- more of a methane-like environment, which is what they prefer. They don't want oxygen. They want to get rid of our carbon bodies. They don't want carbon. They want silicon. So this is where the AI comes in. This is where the nano uh, graphene, nanographene oxide comes in as part of the VAX. That whole program is a takeover program. Biden is a takeover program. He is run by the by the you know Grace and the AI. The scientists in Wuhan, the scientists in in the you know bio labs in Ukraine are all being trained and and run you know, to create like a humanity 3.0 to get rid of, there's tons of, you know, there's going to be fallout. There's going to be collateral damage. They don't care about that, but to create a being that is a space worthy, that is bigger, better, faster, that can uh, go out into outer space and, and conquer other, other planets and so on. So it's, it's a conquering uh, mm-hmm. scenario and the Pleiadians, back in the day when I interviewed William Tompkins, knew about this, okay? And they they came in to help with our secret space program on the positive side. The reptilians coming, being also involved with the Nazis, came into our space program and actually tried to sabotage it. Um, so this is a scenario that, that goes on way beyond where we are right now. This We're just at a certain trajectory. But this this takeover scenario has actually been coming into Earth. If you look at the Ashiana Dean books, which I um, follow her work and have traveled with her, met her in person, interviewed her as well. Um, So and I've also gotten downloads from what are called the guardian races that work with her. Uh, So I can say that that a lot of that information in her books is excellent and true, and it is depicting how we have been invaded by various races, not just the Draco reptilian and greys, but it's called the Luciferian rebellion in general. Um, And a lot of times the the beings that are involved in it are um, they're feeding on us like parasites. Okay, and they're you know they're blood drinkers. They feed on our glands, adrenochrome, that whole story, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right, and (laughs) that's a great analysis. And I, oh, sorry, Aaron, were you say something? No, the energy too, loose energy. So all the fear, the sadness, uh, hatred, all these low vibrational energies. That's why they they perpetually want to keep us in those energies um constantly so right giant louche farms right yeah and point to be one giant louche farm that's continue like they want to lock us down fully with the with the ai and the transhuman and stuff so that we're like completely and completely enslaved and it's just a louche generating farm that that they just have and can right and it's it's interesting you know we talk about all this stuff and i know like some of the like mainstream ufologists can't comprehend the secret space program because they're focused on like, well, where's the funding come from and stuff like that. For one, slave labor. For two, Austin Fitz explains very clearly where the funding comes from, but it comes from the usual suspects. The CIA runs the drug program. It runs the adrenochrome program. It runs the human trafficking program. This is where the funding comes from. Those people, whoever they are, 
are completely idiots if they don't realize, you know, this the the channels through which funding comes. Duh. Right. I mean, even our yeah. tax, even our tax dollars. I mean, mm-hmm. and then yeah. bottom line and money that's, uh, you know, being raised or used to fund at NASA or SpaceX, that's being funneled into these programs as well. A lot of these are covers and fronts for the secret space program. So, I mean, obviously, it's just something to consider because our, there's so much money. Where is it all going? How is an entire planet in debt unless it's going off world? And they're you using know. slave labor. And once they're a full, you know, once you're a full breakaway civilization, you don't use money anymore in the way that we do, at least like it's not. Yeah, like, but it's it's kind of like, you know, money or barter. It doesn't matter. But money right. relates to metals and metals. Right. There's a psychic, uh, you know, um, AI link up to gold and to all the various precious gems and metals and crystals and so on. So if you can kind of wrap your mind around that, that that's all energetics that have to do with what we end up. We only end up with paper money. That's the fake part. But the real part is, in essence, these substances. And this is where the AI comes in. And in essence, you could say, because all of it has consciousness and the consciousness is being sort of commandeered and garnered by the AI that again is trying to make inroads to control our planet and us. So it they do it through those substances, through metals. Like again, nanographene oxide is one of, they say is the strongest. Um, it's like a composite metal. Um on the whole world, you know, that's the strongest substance. So they, that apparently is what they decided to rebuild our bodies using. Right. <laughs> and Dr. David Adair talks about using uh, the rebuilding of cells with the spike protein nanographene oxide package that has been delivered through the VAX. But also the nanographene oxide has been in our chemtrails, in our food, in our water, it's in our clothing. It's um, I did a whole presentation a couple, I think it was a couple years ago, all about this um, based on some slides that I found on the Internet that some guy that disappeared (laughs) had had created that actually showed back then. This was they were built made around, I think, 2010. And I was just amazed at how accurate it was for what we're doing, understanding right now. So this, again, this is part of a, it's it's actually my mission to link up the dots, to take these things that people think are separate and separated from each other and unrelated and show people how they're related and how they involve in an invasion of Earth scenario. Um, this is very important because if you're being invaded and you don't know your enemy and you don't know that you're prey, that's the situation that most humans are in that don't research like we do and, and look into all of it. Right, so right. this is the awakening project. The awakening project is really about uh, waking up our fellow humans to realize so they can protect themselves and their children against this invasion and teaching them how it's happening to them. So I know the White Hats don't even want to talk about the alien side of things yet. But as far as I'm concerned, you cannot ignore it. In fact, we're at such a dire sort of straits at the moment 
that this has to be considered. It has to be brought on board. We have to talk openly about it. Right. I mean, that's or what we, you don't we know your enemy, you can't fight them. You nailed it. If you don't, you have right. to understand your enemy. If you don't know your enemy, you can't fight them. That's a great phrase or quote. Um, it's so true because everything is connected. Like you said, it, it, even though it might seem like they're not related, everything is related all the way from incredibly, incredibly. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting. You mentioned the chemtrails earlier and, and how, you know, the graphene oxide is in the chemtrails. It's also in the jab and yeah. it's like, they've been prepping us for this for, for years, you know, just raining this stuff down yes. upon us yeah. and the planet and then with the jab, along with the virus, it's like this perfect trifecta that ushers in like that transhumanism, right? So uh, it's really apparent. Yeah, I mean, science? the chemtrail story is more complex than only the graphene oxide because it involves all kinds of, I mean, Clifford Carnicom is a person, a scientist who got together a whole team to analyze the particulates of, of the chemtrails many years ago and they're I think they're still operational. I think they had a headquarters in Arizona. But at any rate, um, you know, there's a lot of programs that have been launched as part of the chemtrails. And there there is a side to it that also has to do with creating a, a dome in which uh our sort of space program can detect incoming foreign objects and, and craft and so on. So there's, you could say, a semi-positive side or protective side involved in the chemtrails as well, interestingly. Um, also, they put some particulates of gold and, and uranium and everything, all these different things. Incredible. Just as they did, by the way, into the vacs, putting mm. toxins, bacteria, actually poisonous substances that are poisonous to us. And what I was writing about the other day was the fact that what does that do when you take in a poison? You, Your body, again, your immune system would kick in, like jump way up, right, to combat that incoming foreign, that foreign stuff that's could damage you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they shoot in with the vax, they're shooting in this package, this nanographene oxide package with uh, the spike proteins and the lipid nanoparticles and all this. So they're actually at the same time in invading your cells. So at the same time that your body is reacting to the, the foreign objects, fighting, fight or flight, you know, that kind of situation. And this is also where it's um it's been said to me uh that it's all triggered by the way by our our temperature our 98.6 body temperature and higher so that that's why you get a lot of athletes dying on the field because their temperature has risen and all of this starts activating and this is the the war that your body is conducting it's a, it's a it's an amazing uh, concoction, but again, this is again a being it's coming through. And I credit you know Captain Mark Richards, Cyrus Parsa, David Adair with explaining to me how this is is basically being rolled out through. It's actually through computers that the AI comes into scientists, and scientists download these recipes, if you will, 
for these bioweapons that are not really, we call them bioweapons, but but they're in, in essence, they're all about creating a humanity 3.0. So it's not just to kill people. So I think that's a really important thing to know. It's to it's a transhuman agenda. If you your body can't handle it, they figure, you know, you're not worth keeping around. You might as well just go. Well, they need us as much as they hate us. They still need us. And that's why they can't just kill us all off. I mean, obviously, well, they, yes, they, they need a certain us. number of us. But, right. you know, again, that's also gotten to be, you know, we could disagree or or, or sort of delve into the actual you know, numbers of humans that, let's say, humans that they'll allow to live, regular humans that don't get backs and don't aren't linked to the Borg, will probably be extremely limited. But you can bet a lot of those will be just children. And when they get to a certain age, you know, assuming they're not eaten and completely depleted, they'll be killed, you know, because this is, again, it's, it's a very, um, you kind of have to take yourself out of the emotionality of hearing this type of thing, if this is the first time you've heard it, and start to understand that you have to get into the mentality of the enemy to understand, again, who you're fighting. It doesn't matter if I, you know, like it or don't want to look at it or, you know, but you can't in this situation, as you can see with the whole COVID rollout, you're not even allowed to, to close your eyes and put your head in the sand. You've got to look at it, you know. And they made it such that, um, you know, a lot of the lockdowns had to do with the incubation period for the vax, believe it or not. That's what I was told by a whistleblower. And he also told me that there's, um, you know, they have, well, at the time he talked to me, was he said there were 200 variations on the so-called vax, but by now they probably got 2,000 or more. Um, so... I was just talking on another show about the fact that they supposedly the Chinese have been locked down incubation period, anyone. Mm -hmm. And now they're being let out and coming over to our shores. And these people are probably carriers of the next version of the bioweapon or, you know, transhuman agenda weapons. So, um, yeah, so this is, you know, I don't know how much I've talked to you. I really don't remember the last time we talked. Uh, I don't about... remember what we talked about either. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just don't want to repeat myself, but I do want to say that I believe that this kind of thing, see when a civilization like humans gets to a certain level where our, our awareness and our, our vibrations, our, our frequency is rising at a certain point, we rise out of what you call 4D and move into 5 and 6D, and we get out of the clutches of these really diabolical lower-level entities, which is the, the Draco reptilians and greys and the Illuminati who basically mirror them with the blue buds and so on. In other words, we're going to be out of their reach soon. So they're escalating their attacks on us and their takeover attempts to keep us down here, to keep us down on a lower level vibration and frequency level. So what's also happening at the same time is that because our consciousness is raising, rising so much that everyone needs to be aware and starts to become aware anyway, of their sort of, you might say, superpowers that we are given by the creator. That's part of this body-soul complex that we have actually not explored 
in in the main. And this gets into what they call junk DNA and activating that mm-hmm. and changing. They're trying to, you know, interfere and change your genome before you even get to that place. So this is a very, you know, it's kind of like if you're watching a movie, you know, this one side does that and one side does that. And then it keeps escalating. And pretty soon you're in this incredible crisis and crescendo in which who's going to win and I just say that creator and all of the beings that are on our side who were involved with the creation of the bodies that we, we're already spirit. We're already here. You know, we come from source and return to source as far as I'm concerned, but the bodies were built to withstand all of this onslaught, believe it or not. And this is why we have such an incredible immune system. And why they have to keep trying to roll out things to to deaden our our immune system, bad food, bad water, you name it, bad lighting, um, all of that. So they wouldn't have to work so hard if we were already, you know, fragile and and going to going to die and disappear off the uh, megaverse, let's say. That's not how it works. It would be game over a long time ago if. Right. We right. There's the reason they have to poison us from every angle and do all these different things. And it's taking so long is because of how powerful and how amazing we are. And our bodies are. Yeah. Our adaptability is incredible to the environment. Right. I mean, other ETs will come here and they wouldn't be able to survive on the surface. You know, we're, we're living mm-hmm. in, a, in a poison environment on in all aspects at this point. And right. It's amazing that we're even able to survive and even thrive in in some cases. So, I mean, that says a lot about our genetics and our DNA. And uh, yeah. I, I definitely like what you called superpowers, like the force in Star Wars. Like that's real. Like we're capable of things like that. And I think that's the next step. What is it? Humans are considered genetic royalty throughout the galaxy. I believe that's Alex Collier and others talk about that yes. because we have so many different ET race genetics and because of what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. For right. sure. So, you know, so it's not all bad. Um, right. Now, what does happen is that when you're put in a pressurized situation, your sort of superpowers, and this is Illuminati also now, come to the fore. So as we're even, we're like in a pressure cooker, okay? And our abilities are starting to come more and more to the surface and more and more of our sisters and brothers are experiencing this. They may not even know the things we know, you know what I'm saying? But they still, you know, they're learning, they can move objects, they can change reality around them. They can, you know, everything is, as far as I'm concerned, and I've studied also the occult and the Illuminati principles and so on. I can tell you that everything is sensate, that that this universe, you know, that um, this table here that's holding my computer is aware. It's made of wood. OK, even computers are can be influenced. And I talk about how AI can be influenced through the etheric. And we humans go into the etheric. We go into it when we sleep, when we meditate, et cetera. So we can influence them the negative side to come around to our way of thinking. This is how I think this is ultimately going to be the battle that comes to the fore here on earth is that humans are going to, to take back our sovereignty and we'll do it through the, the coupling of the mind and the heart in essence and doing Mm -hmm. it even in the, the world of the etheric as opposed to the material world that we see around us. 
essentially forced their hand. I mean, it's. Yeah. And if not, you know, when you're influenced, you have to understand that the word influence. And by the way, a long time ago in, in learning about how these various ET races look, you know, act and think, one of the things they talked about was the fact that what we call war, this thing, shoot them up with guns, is not how they take over a civilization. They actually come in, they they try to merge with the current population, and then they try to influence it, again, through the etheric and through the element of mind and, and whatever else they have at their disposal. Right, right. Scalar, we generate scalar waves. That's part of our abilities. And so we can actually, we can act, we can do negative things with it and we can do positive things with it, mm-hmm. but we can definitely fight the negative with using those, uh, this, our ability to direct scalar waves from our body. And part of this gets into also the activation of Kundalini. So those of us who have activated the Kundalini to a certain degree have much more of these sort of access to this power, but it's, and the reason they go for the adrenochrome is because they haven't developed this older people and they're desperate for it. That's why they look so old and wrinkled and everything like that. And so in kids and children and, and especially in teenagers, they manufacture this, these, this Kundalini energy, which is in the West called orgone, Wilhelm Reich and orgone. And you can learn about that. Uh, so we basically, that's what you can throw, you know, when you throw chi, you're throwing orgone or kundalini, you're actually, and it's also called brill, by the way, a lot of people are now using the word for brill in a very negative sense, but actually, it's just an source is, of power. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing, it's like the same as chi, the same as or these are terms right for the same kind of energy. It might be different levels of the energy, but it's still the same stuff. So we have this ability to throw and change in the environment. You know, you've been in a situation maybe where you were in a life-death situation or you've heard about women, they can rip a car door off a car, you know, suddenly, because that's what we're talking about. When you put your energy out there, you can do amazing things. Mm-hmm. exactly right this it is- all comes down to awakening to our true power and then accessing it that's that's what's going to win this and yes. that's that's mm-hmm. why awakening is is the key to everything and i think unfortunately you know a lot of people need things to get hard to a certain degree to to awake to start awakening snap them out realize, of it wait a second there's something else going on than i'm being told in this reality you know like start there and then the and then waking up to just the true nature of themselves and the true nature of reality and then realizing that um your power is within you it's not external from you like we're taught it's you're taught your power is external everything external has power over you it's actually the exact opposite all the exactly. power is within you it's an it's an inside job on for, on both sides like the dark comes in they infiltrate from the inside out and we do the same thing literally mm-hmm. from the inside out like this is how we this is it's a spiritual war on all levels war for your mind body soul right. um you mentioned mind control earlier that's largely how they're doing this this i want to shift gears just a little bit because i've noticed this um uh, so what we see right now we have these whistleblowers coming forward for the past 15 18 years right and some of them are starting to um, self-sabotage and even destroy their own testimony and change their story. 
And I'm thinking, okay, this isn't coincidence. This is the new way to kill a whistleblower. They don't need to kill them anymore. They mind control them. So they destroy their own testimony and discredit themselves themselves in the entire uh, subject they were whistleblowing. Mm -hmm. And it's far more effective to do that to these whistleblowers now than just kill somebody. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, that's going on for sure. I think it's been going on for a long time. You know, I um, used, there used to be sort of a syndrome that we didn't talk a lot about, but in Camelot, where I would interview somebody and they would be totally positive. In fact, it still happens. Totally positive, into everything, talking to me, telling me the truth, blah, blah, blah. They get off the show and maybe it'd be a week. Maybe sometimes it was even like a day. And all of a sudden they would call me up and they tell me they hate me. They never want to talk to me again. They, you know, take down their testimony, threaten me, all this kind of crazy shit. Um, That was a syndrome that went on all the time with a lot of the whistleblowers. Um, But, you know, we we had a policy that we wouldn't remove a video. We we just didn't. Um, And I guess I won't name the various ones who said these things to me and that tried to threaten me in various ways. But some of them then a few, like a month or two later, a few months later, would then come to me and apologize, (laughs) try to get on my good side again. Some (laughs) of them wanted to come on the show again, you know. Mm -hmm. it's uh, This is absolutely a syndrome. Um, And it's understandable because if you look at the milieu that we live in, it's not like they get reinforcement for telling the truth. Actually, they get threatened. They have family members that are threatened. Um, for example, Henry Deacon was one of our whistleblowers going back 17 years. I mean, even more than 17. And when he told us a whole ton of stuff, excellent stuff that actually is coming true today. Okay. There's still actually, you can go back and read about it. He basically said what would be happening now. And he, um, that he contacted me at one point, this is like several years later and said, he wanted us to take down the solar warden information that all of all his testimony he's like take that down uh i was wrong i shouldn't have said it blah 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 and basically (laughs) i told him no um so then he was not happy right (laughs) but the trouble is is that it's often the the case that they will come to you and Pete Peterson did something similar. He said, you know, really? David Wilcock and me and Bill Ryan, inter- all three of us flew to Idaho, spent a whole weekend with him on the Monday. He he sat down and did interviews with, with each of us. And he said, of all the interviews, yours is the worst. You should take it down. It's really embarrassing to you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I knew that that was the best one, that he revealed right. the most right. important truths, which mm-hmm. indeed he did. And and right. so on. And and like this is what they do. It's it's like you can see through it. Okay. It's so fucking obvious. Okay. But are they yes. being threatened? Are they being threatened after they give the interview? And that's what or sure. is more of yes. a mind, con- Absolutely. mind control thing. Oh, so he was told by the Pentagon and by you know, he told me I lost him, you know, important jobs that would have paid him tons of money because of his inventions and all this thing. And it was all my fault. He's the one that did the interview. Why is he? <laughs> he well, I mean, that that's part of the mind control. It, this right. is really what goes on. I mm-hmm. mean, that's... I've even, you know, had my life threatened and stuff. I right. Mean, that, that does yeah. go on. 
But, you know, when you embark on this mission, you, you really have to, for some reason, I can't say why, but we were positioned and our headspace was absolutely in the same space at the time when we first met Bill Ryan and, and me, and we wanted to get the truth out. That was absolutely our drive. And we wanted to do it through witness testimony, but especially about the secret space program. So that was the area of the, of, uh, you know, really concentration. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, of course, and you could say that Bill Ryan was taken over or mind controlled in the end, or maybe he just had sort of a judgmental. See, if you have a judgmental personality and you want to sort of be the judge and jury of another human being and you want to assign them to hell, you know, like that, like you're the devil or whatever it is, you know, that's the total wrong approach, obviously. (laughs) So um, you really have to come home to the idea that if you make a promise to a whistleblower that you're not going to reveal their identity, then by God, you better stand by it. And, you know, I was trained as a journalist and this is like the center. It's the central theme of what we do is that, yes, people will talk to us. All kinds of people will talk to us. But if they don't want their identity revealed, then we can never violate that, uh, you know, that pact. Yeah. Right. And that's that's a great yeah. way to approach it. I mean, you have to ethics and morality here. And as soon yeah. as you start going against that, you're becoming the very thing you're fighting. So exactly. Uh, right. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that a lot of this stuff, a lot of these people are being threatened or mind controlled, too. Understandably, you know, I I have um let me say that I have been um Anthony Sanchez is an example. He came uh he lived in Northern California at the time I lived in Southern California. He came in person. We did an, it was practically an all-day interview. It was amazing. And he got in his car, he drove back home, he put his car in the garage, he locked his car, he rolled up the windows the whole nine yards. He went in with his family, he had a family with little kids and whatnot, and in the morning, he woke up, he went into his garage, and in the inside of the window was a note that basically said, if this really, if you release the interview you did with Carrie Cassidy, your family will die. He called me up, he told me about the threat, and we've never released it. Okay, wow. so there are instances in which before the interview got out with the with the you know whistleblower's blessings, let's say we we were told that kind of thing and in that case um and then i was also called by a um an agent who reiterated the exact same thing so this was very serious and um even since that day anthony has never talked in depth depth about this um project which is called project leonid you know it's also interesting i remember an old interview with you and james Casbolt and max spears and i remember you specifically um questioning james wondering if you were interviewing one of his alters you're like this i'm not talking to the same person i was talking to before so we also have you know people being triggered into alters which That's is true. another form of mind control so there's so many layers to this and, for sure and, and what they're capable of is endless uh, the technologies uh, that are used to operate, you know, help these programs function, they're being used to also silence them too. So, right. Right. 
really quick before we wrap this up, just because it's really popular on Netflix right now, they have the new documentary about the missing Malaysia flight. And oh, yes. I and I know there's a lot of whistleblower information about what actually happened to that flight, how it was rerouted to Diego Garcia. I didn't know if he wanted to like help our audience or anyone else understand um, what might have actually happened with that flight. Well, back in when that whole thing happened, I did shows and I did interviews about that. I wrote um, I wrote articles also. So you could kind of do a search probably for MH whatever the number is, I forget, um, on my, yeah, on my site and probably come up with that stuff. Um, but bottom line is it's, it's kind of a complex story and I haven't yet watched the documentary or so-called documentary that they're putting out. I kind of doubt that they're going to cover some of the things I know about it, They don't about the super, um, you know, coders that were on the flight. You know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. and uh, and and basically that it was taken down because they were, um, they had supposedly been building what is called the central chip, the Skynet chip, and the um, even back in the day, Pete Peterson considered he built the the, the original uh, Sky chip, uh, centralized command which command and control um so it was it did have to do with that it had to do with um i'm trying to remember the name of the or of the company it's it's not i don't think it's not hughes but it's a oh, was it promise promise or no and and you know the rights were owned by rockefeller by the way to this thing and it was also went back to israel to this company that is a subsidiary of another company. And, um, you know, it's been a while. Douglas, I don't know, I, for, I forget the, you know, the details because it's been so long. But anyway, it's a huge story. Yeah. And it is typical of what goes on with this kind of thing, you know, that um, they, they will, okay. One of the things they did with the people that were on the plane, I don't know if they're covering this, is they take them to Diego Garcia, they mind control them, they wipe their minds, and then they let them loose, believe it or not, in the cities, um, especially the kind of chaotic cities, you know, like in India and various places. And they they basically become homeless people <laughs> wandering around. Right. And they don't have their memories. And so, and this is how they deal with them, rather than kill them outright, supposedly. Okay, so that's one scenario that happened to mm -hmm. those people um yes, but yeah yes. i mean you know there there are all kinds of games uh, it's a branch of motorola a freescale semiconductor with its head office yes, in israel so freescale is the main company mm -hmm. and the subsidiary i guess was motorola and um i want to be careful here because i know a certain person who was heavily involved in that uh country uh company uh, but um, yeah, so what's it's it's really very fascinating to to kind of go down those roads and and see where in the tech industry certain things are. It it actually works with the secret space program. Mm -hmm. In fact, I know we're wrapping this up just very quickly. Let me say that the Silicon Valley Bank is not an uh, a sort of uh, target with no not a mindless target. This was absolutely the target because it is directly connected with the innovation and the and the 
ceding to to humanity, if you will, um, that the inventions and the stuff they use in the secret space program underground and, you know, in bases and so on and so forth. It's said that it's more than 10,000 years, you know, ahead of our surface Earth. So the targeting of that this main uh, Palo Alto company, uh, the bank, where Silicon Valley funnels its resources for all the startups and the innovation is not accidental. Okay. This is, it was like hitting a nerve, if you will. Um, So yes, they're rescuing that. Um, I guess they're rescuing the, the billionaire people as well. I mean, they're, they can't, they can't let it fail that, that entity, but I do believe they're going to swallow it up into a, a larger entity, as I was saying in the early part of this interview. So right. just saying that target is 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 not accidental, very important. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where William Tompkins said a, a lot of the think tanks were for the secret space program in the early days. I mean, there's a, it's been the hub for a lot of that stuff. For- well, the RAND Institute in Santa Monica, yeah. Right. It's, it's- one of the main hubs sri in stanford also mm-hmm. huge huge um as well as tavistock institute in great britain right and that's the main major mind control uh comes from there all oh, those yeah. tactics and um so i don't know if you're familiar with mark demisio he's a secret space program whistleblower who was stationed at diego garcia and he said he was there when the malaysia flight was rerouted there and they actually not some of the bodies were actually they killed a lot of the um passengers and they literally he said they were literally throwing the dead bodies down the blow up slide down the side of the plane and it was his job along with some others to literally put these bodies in like a cart and wheel them off uh so that's just another aspect another layer to what happened uh there sure. you know those bodies were also put on that subsequent flight that went over uh i think it was was it Ukraine? Uh, somewhere, ne- you know, that country n- next to Russia. Georgia? Get, you know. Georgia? Uh, no, it was, I guess it was shot down over Ukraine. So that was, yeah. um, you're talking about MH17, uh, 317? 370, yeah. And then there's another plane, a subsequent incident that happened that actually Putin ordered to have the plane shut down, but the plane was full of dead bodies and that supposedly in body bags that came from MH17, 317. Oh, wow. So I, I've never heard that aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, this is, it gets deep. I mean, and what the, it's yeah. the, the length they'll go to, uh, to create these narratives is wild, but right. um, yeah. So thank you so much for joining us today. Is there anything um, you have coming up that you'd like to let our audience know about or how they can find you or follow you? Uh, well, yeah, go to projectcamelotportal.com. Uh, if you subscribe, it's, it costs uh, the amount of a latte each month, $3 a month, literally. That's like, you know, one of the cheapest subscriptions you can have. Uh, but it does keep us alive because, you know, we're dependent on the numbers of people that subscribe to keep us going. And that's really, since I was banned on YouTube for telling the truth, uh, you know, this is the the main way we make money. Um, I do have some ads that of people that I've interviewed, the scientists, and and that's uh, Root Brand, and highly recommend their products. So Root Brand is one of them. You'll see the ad there. 
And the other one is nanosoma. And you can watch the interviews I've done with the scientists. And that's why I'm backing those products. So um, projectcamelotportal.com, projectcamelot.tv, or projectcamelot.org. The reason we have more than one URL is because we're banned. We started to get banned in certain countries, like parts of Germany, for example. Mm -hmm. Right. And then obviously also Telegram. You're active on there every day. Very active every day on Telegram. I post all kinds of stuff and uh, doesn't mean I agree with it, but it does mean I think it's worth taking a look at. In fact, I could, you know, totally disagree with whatever it is, but I think it's really important to, you know, look at the light and the dark. And um, then on top of it, I, on my front page of my website at the top are all my social media. So I'm on Truth Social I'm on Twitter. I, I was banned from Twitter for a couple of years, and then I opened another a Proton Mail website. So I'm KL Cassidy on Twitter, <laughs> and I've had that for about a, a little over a year, I think now, maybe more. And so I don't have a lot of subscribers on my Twitter because, again, you know, they took me down. <laughs> I mean, they took me down uh, off YouTube. I had at that time, I had 70 million viewers and 312,000 subscribers. And we basically lived on advertising at that time from YouTube, mm -hmm. even though they took half your profits. Um, and then uh, a, a couple of days later, Vimeo took down all my footage for from all my conference footage was selling on Vimeo, Vimeo and they took it all down. So um, we did put it, everything back on our website so you can search in the search bar and odyssey.com sucked up my YouTube channel. Mostly, not all of it though. They sucked up about 875 videos. Uh, the uh, I had a lot of videos because I'd been fighting with YouTube for two years before they took me down. You know, hiding stuff, putting it on un unlisted, um, mm. giving me a strike, then I have to wait for a couple of months and then I would get another strike and then, you know, I'd be ready to get, you know, banned and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So it was like a game. So I, I would put something on YouTube, then I would hide it. So and so it became so there were a number of videos, probably around 200 that were um, not included in the Odyssey. Those are on my website. Um, and also all of the new stuff has gone on to Odyssey as well as Rumble. So Rumble is where you can go for all the most recent stuff and my website for everything. And if you subscribe, you get every everything. <laughs> yeah, so we yeah. have around um, a thousand videos, at least maybe 1200 now on Odyssey that are completely free. That's the Camelot library, as I call it. So just to know that. And I recommend, I recently shared, I love how you compile all the Mark Richard interviews. And I, I've shared that link with a number of people. I highly recommend people go back and watch all those. Um, there's 12 interviews you've done. Not, well, yes. not he's not on camera. It's either with his wife and you're just relaying your recall from your interview right. with him in prison. Uh, yeah. Those are those are great. It's a great source of information. Absolutely. Um, do you have any plans in contacting him again? Yes. During the whole COVID thing, they locked down the prison. You weren't able to go. So I haven't really seen him in several years. Um, I also, you know, what happened was I have moved and I've also been inundated. I'm writing a book. 
I'm putting all my interviews with him together in actually more than one book. And so, you know, I'm kind of like inundated. I'm I'm busy every single day. Um, This whole white hat thing really escalated. I had to get involved in that. And that's taken a great deal of my time. So hopefully I'll get the book out in the next six months, two year, and then, you know, maybe we'll get back to be able to add, you know, I I hope to be able to go visit him again and and get more information for sure. I hope so too. And I can't wait for that book to be uh, quite honest. I'm looking forward to that. So get to work. (laughs) Um, And guys, don't forget, uh, we just started our own Patreon and we're going to be doing monthly webinars over there for $5 a month. Uh, The first one we did for free, uh, there's a, a UFO history timeline and we have our secret space uh, conference documentary on there that was filmed last year at our conference. Uh, that's available exclusively there. And coming up next, I am doing a webinar on the voice of God technology. I'm going to break it down, show you how they're using it, why they're using it, who they're targeting, um, and the effects of it. And we're just going to dive deep. So uh, stay tuned for that. And if you want to come to our conference, tickets are still available. Come hang out with us. All the information is on the website, journeytotruthcon.com. That is May 22nd through the 25th in Grafton, Illinois. We hope to see you there. Thank you, Carrie, for joining us. This was great. I I really enjoyed this. Um, Keep up the good work. Keep up the great work. So uh, I'm sure we'll be in contact. And until next time, guys, have a great evening. Good night. Take care. Bye-bye. There was a CIA director named William Colby, who in the 1980s said, we'll know our disinformation campaigns are successful when everything the American people believe is fake. When we realize how powerful we are when we set our intentions and we realize that we aren't just this, we are just these multi-dimensional light beings and time is an illusion and you know, it's everything's a perception then you can go forward and backwards and and embody it and just pop out and go and do this work. You can do amazing things when we set the right intentions to do it. And I said, this is is us on this plane. You know, like that's what this is, we're going to the moon. And he said, this thing is a lot older than you think it is. And we've been going to the moon a long time. But I wrote on it, I knew that we went to the moon. And so I always knew there was a base on the moon from a young age. And our DNA is a complex, recording system of the history of the entire universe the history you know of of everything that not just this timeline that we know but multiple timelines of reality there are a total of nine different categories of planets uh, in the universe Uh, we people on earth we are living on a category one planet like elementary school students and the theobans they are living on a category nine planet like uh, college professors so they have been really guiding us throughout history. Teokum let us know that this facility under the Sandia Mountain is considered an information station for interstellar travelers coming to the planet. They tell us that their facility was retrofitted into the ancient tunnel system that already existed. And as far as the bending the space-time continuum, I've had something like that happen. And what seemed like about a five minute encounter has been four and a half hours of missing time. And I was completely conscious. And when you're dealing with a type three, type four, type five civilizations that can work with the different coexisting timelines, 
all bets are off, man. <laughs> you know, every time we have Bigfoot activity out there, we're having ETs and orbs and stuff like that. We have a lot of the stuff documented. As a matter of fact, um, I'm a member of three different teams and I work with people from all over the country out in the field. And um, we actually have documented a portal, something that we consider to be a portal um, opening. And we sent two of our team members inside of it. And really? It disappeared and then came back out. I would suggest that we take it one step further and say humanity has never known who we are. We've always been in the thought control matrix. And one step further, perhaps we could say that we're in a conscious, consciously controlled state of hypnosis. In other words, are the thought control matrix creators constantly bombarding us with frequencies that keep us from being telepathic, that keep us from remembering who we are? The thought control matrix was set up and we have never known our potential, our power, our yeah. beauty, our, our, our incredible connection. It makes no sense at all. There is no reason for it other than the programming that we've received for generations because it's all about order. It's all about listen to listen to your elders, listen to the teachers, listen to the adults, listen, listen, listen. And what that does is it, it, it dims the light of the child and it makes them feel like they don't have a voice. And why that's designed that way by the dark side and that's in the system is so that they grow up and they just listen to and they do what they're told and they're good little boys and good little girls and they lose their sense of self. They lose their north, their true north. Yeah. So many adults are walking around in, the, in this world. They don't know who they are. So the planet itself is now beginning to split. It's beginning to divide again into a higher vibrational earth and a lower vibrational earth. And the race of man is dividing with it. And we're becoming less and less aware of one another. And over time, what will happen, and I don't know how long this will be, one world will have all higher vibrational beings on it, and the other one will all be third dimensional beings, and we will not perceive each other anymore. <laughs>